doctors don't have a clear understanding of it. It started opening up my mind to like, how does the human body work? This is a real thing that really affects people. This is a major pain. Welcome to Major Pain. I'm your host, Jesse Mercury, and this week we'll be speaking with Marina from Achieve Tahoe. This is a very special episode. It's a little different than what we normally do, but something that I'm really excited and passionate about sharing. So Achieve Tahoe provides year-round outdoor recreation activities for people with cognitive, sensory, and physical disabilities. I've talked quite a bit on this show about my personal transition from uh, using a cane to using a wheelchair over the last year. And early on in that transition, I had the pleasure of visiting Achieve Tahoe in person and renting a grit freedom chair and getting out in the woods for the first time in years under my own power. I was fairly taken aback by how good it felt to be out in nature. You know, something I hadn't really thought about, the fact that I had been really limited in my ability to do that. And to be able to do so again was really powerful for me, got me thinking a lot about what's possible with accessible sports. And I got to talking to some of the folks who worked at Achieve Tahoe, they gave me a little tour of the facility, and I got to see all sorts of accessible sporting equipment that I didn't even know existed, really opened my eyes to what's possible. And that's when the idea for this podcast came about, because I was speaking to the folks that worked there about the fact that the biggest barrier to uh, to them reaching people and helping people is that people don't know that these types of things exist. So I really wanted to help spread the word. And I was really lucky to be able to speak with Marina, who took some time out of her busy schedule to share with us on the podcast, uh, to tell us what Achieve Tahoe is all about, to give an overview of the services they provide so you can get an idea of what's possible with accessible sports. And she also shares how to find an organization like this in your area. Marina is also a spinal cord injury survivor, and each week on the podcast, I share an image with each episode of our guests, and this week, the image is Marina herself uh, going downhill on an adaptive ski. It's such a great photo that I'm really grateful to the folks at Achieve Tahoe to be able to use. Uh, This photo was from their website, but it is, in fact, Marina herself, so I just wanted to point that out because I think it's awesome. Like I said, I'm very passionate about spreading the word about what's possible with adaptive sports. I think the idea of it can be very intimidating, but as I learned from Marina in this episode, the only barrier for entry is that you need to be able to breathe unassisted. No matter what your disability, as long as you can breathe unassisted, the people at Achieve Tahoe can help you get outside and take part in some sporting activities. Releasing this podcast is just the first step. I would love your help to spread the word about this a little bit. I would love for anyone who could use this type of information to have access to this information. So if you're a part of any online groups where this might be applicable, or if you have any social media reach, I'd really appreciate you sharing this episode. I just know there's so many people out there for whom this type of outdoor activity would be so wonderful. I'm one of them. And I, you know, let's just do our part to make sure that they at least know that it's a possibility. So normally on this show, we sit down with people living through chronic illness, chronic pain, disability, and we talk through their stories. We learn about what they're going through. And obviously, we are taking a little break from that this week because this is just some really valuable information that I wanted to share. I'll just tell you a little bit about what we have coming up next week on the show. I I recorded an amazing conversation with Christelle, who suffered a brain injury, where she was actually hit by a texting driver, went through the windshield, and it actually caved in a piece of her skull. So talking to her about what that recovery was like, learning to do things again, having to retrain your brain 
to build new pathways because an old pathway was broken. Um, absolutely incredible story, super fascinating, and really helpful for me personally because, you know, since I have this mystery illness and it does affect my brain quite a bit and I have lost some functionality, just thinking about ways to gain things back is really helpful to me. So I'm really excited to share that episode. I have recorded a ton of great conversations and I have stuff booked out all the way into January for new recordings. Uh, I'm so thrilled that there's so much interest in this show, so many people wanting to share their stories. And I'm so grateful to you, the listener, for being here and taking part in this. So don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening. If you need help subscribing, head to majorpainpodcast.com slash subscribe. And there is a list of all the ways you can subscribe to this show, including Spotify, our newest platform that we are available. Don't forget to head to Apple Podcasts and leave us a positive rating and review. We are up to 23 ratings, 22 of which are five star, which is absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much. And an extra special thank you to Zoe uh, at ZNG120 on TikTok. Zoe shared a post on TikTok about seeking out an Apple device just to log in and leave a positive rating and review for this podcast because they normally listen on Android devices. And I, I was so thrilled, so touched by that post. Thank you so much, Zoe. Zoe and I actually have a, a podcast recording scheduled, so we'll be getting to know their story soon, and I'm really excited about it. But it is so helpful to leave positive ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts, even if you don't listen on that platform. It's a great way to help this show reach new listeners. Special thanks to Chris Fowler and Steve Cavanaugh, our Patreon producers, who are helping to make this show possible. And extra special thank you to everyone who is supporting us on Patreon. I appreciate you all so much. If you'd like to help support this podcast, receive special recognition and gifts and bonus episodes, head to patreon.com slash majorpainpodcast. Links are in the description of this episode. And with that, we're going to jump right into our conversation with Marina from Achieve Tahoe about getting involved in accessible sports. Marina, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining us today. So I had a great experience visiting Achieve Tahoe uh, earlier this year when I was in Tahoe. And I was just so interested in the organization itself and everything that you offer. So I'm really excited to talk to you today and to share with our listeners a little bit about what you do. So Marita, why don't you tell us what is Achieve Tahoe and what is it that you guys do? Um, Achieve Tahoe is an adaptive sports school located in the North Lake Tahoe Truckee area. Um, we offer adaptive sports in the winter and the summer for people with all types of disabilities, physical, cognitive, and sensory. We were started back in 1967 by a group of veterans that were offering ski lessons up on the Donner Summit. And um, our mission is to help people with disabilities achieve health, confidence, and independence. We um, try to focus on more high challenge sports because we find that those really lend people to discovering that like independence and confidence that they can do something that they didn't think that they could do before and uh, have that expand into the rest of their lives, finding other things that they didn't think they could do before and they could maybe where I would be willing to try now. Yeah, awesome. And how did you personally get involved with the organization? Um, I actually started being involved in the organization about 20 years ago as a participant. I had a spinal cord injury at 18. Oh, wow. And I grew up here in Tahoe in Squaw Valley. 
Um, and I had skied my whole life. And so a couple of years into my injury, I decided I was ready to get back out on the hill. Um, I didn't want to be left out of everything that my family and my friends are doing all of the time. So I came to Achieve Tahoe over here at Alpine Meadows and I relearned how to ski in a monoski. Wow. So that's my original connection to Achieve Tahoe. And then years later after college and grad school, I moved back to the area and they had a reservationist job open and I started there and worked my way up. Very cool. So you actually have lived through the experience of being someone who's, you know, relearning a sport. Um, Yeah. Can you tell me how that affected you personally? Um, You know, I think there was a lot of fear involved at the beginning. I enjoyed skiing growing up, but I was never an aggressive um, risk taking type of skier uh, like my brothers were. So I think I was pretty nervous about it. The Good thing is that um, the instructors here at Chief Tahoe and the philosophy is really to take the progression at the pace that is good for each participant and individualize that progression. So they never put me in a position where I was not capable of doing what they were asking me or that the um, terrain was maybe over the level of what I was able to do. Um, and so over time, I was able to relearn how to do the sport. I will say it wasn't easy. Uh, monoskiing is a difficult thing to learn. Once you learn it, it's not as difficult, but the learning process is definitely difficult. Um, and it was just so great once I eventually got to the point where I could ski most of the mountain and I purchased my own ski. We uh, went back to skiing at Squaw Valley because back then the two mountains were not connected. Mm. And I was able to ski with my friends and family again and participate in what is the main social activity for this area in the winter? Wow. Yeah. That's really interesting. I can't imagine the feeling of, of being left out of the main social activity in an area and how isolating that must be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, what sports do you offer at Achieve Tahoe? So in the winter we focus um, just on our flagship program, which is snow sports. We do sit down and stand up skiing as well as adaptive snowboarding. Um, And then in the summer, we do a variety of sports. We've actually been expanding and adding to that over the years. Um, So we do a couple of different programs. We do water skiing, um, which is down in the Sacramento area. Um, We do Sierra summer sports, which includes paddling, um, outrigger canoes, kayaking, tubing, and um, sea-doo rides or like personal watercraft rides. We do hiking and archery. So we uh, have hikes all over the North Lake Tahoe and Truckee area, some on paved paths, some on dirt dirt paths. And we have a new chair this season called the Grit Chair, which I think you used. Yeah, that's what I used. More of an off-road type wheelchair that we have available to our participants who are non-ambulatory. And then the archery, which is accessible to everybody. Archery actually, um, I think, has been our biggest surprise addition. I think most of us were unsure if archery was something we wanted to do, and most people who have tried it have really enjoyed it. We've also added adaptive climbing and adaptive equestrian, Um, so horse riding as well as horse handling, and then um, sailing. So in the summer, it's kind of a bigger range of things all over the North Lake Tahoe area. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, when I came in and got, I got to look around in the um, the facility a little bit, and there's just so much cool equipment, so much adaptive equipment that I didn't know existed. I'd never heard of a mono ski before, you know, I'd, I'd mm-hmm. never heard of anything like that. And like you said, I got to try the Grit Freedom Chair, and I hadn't been in the woods in five years since I, you know, I have a 
weird neurological conditions. So I can walk a little bit, but not very far, not far enough to go into the woods. And I was, I was stunned how good it felt. You know, I, it's one of those things that I, you know, I'd been hiking in the woods many times growing up and I just really took it for granted. I didn't realize, you know, how good it felt on my nervous system just to be in that environment until I really Mm -hmm. couldn't do it for, you know, for a five-year stretch. And I was really stunned at how, you know, how powerful it felt to me personally just to be out in the woods and to get that fresh air and to do it under my own power. So I, I really love yeah. the Grit Freedom Chair. What a cool device. Yeah, we're we're excited to have it. Um, we did a little bit of research on the options out there and it um, it's the simplest option available mm-hmm. that kind of can give you quick access with a pretty um, quick learning curve and get you out on a dirt trail that you may not have access to otherwise. So I think yeah. it's a nice entry level for people who are starting to think about getting back out into the backcountry with physical disabilities and how are they going to do that? Yeah, awesome. So I think for for me before I'd gone to Achieve Tahoe, if I had even heard about an organization like this, I would have just thought there's no way I can do that. That's going to be too mm-hmm. hard on my body. Um, so can you talk us through the process of someone maybe going skiing for the first time, um, adaptive skiing for the first time? Yeah. I mean, I think, um, it's important to note, we work with physical, cognitive and sensory disabilities. So we're working with somebody like you and I, as well as people with autism and down syndrome and, um, the whole kind of range of, of disabilities. But for those people with physical disabilities, I think often they think, oh, I can't ski. And for us at Achieve Tahoe, the minimum requirement is that you be able to breathe independently. That's wow. it. Wow. You don't have to be able to move your body. You don't have to be able to walk or use your arms or use your legs or talk for that matter. Um, you just need to be able to breathe independently. Um, so, that really opens it up to almost anybody. Yeah. Um, so anybody who thinks like, oh, that I can't do that. That doesn't apply to me. Um, I always tell them it applies to everybody. And you can definitely learn to ski in some way um, if you just come here and give it a try. Yeah. You're not going to, you know, be putting people on skis and just shooting them down the hill and say, okay, you're on your own. You're going to guide people through the process. You're going to work with them based off of their level yeah. of ability, make sure that they're safe. How, how, what, what are some of like the safety precautions that you take? Um, the biggest safety precaution we take, like I said, is um, individualizing that progression. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to get off of the flats and onto the chairlift until somebody is ready for that, until they've demonstrated that they can do a straight run on the flats to a stop, that they can do a turn to the left to a stop and a turn to the right to the stop. Um, once you have done those things, then we can talk about getting on our beginner chairlift and going up. Um, as far as the chairlift, which I think... Um, personally, and for a lot of other sit skiers, especially, um, is the point of maybe most fear. Um, the instructor is going to ride the chairlift with you. They have a retention strap that they put on. So once you've gotten on the chair and you're stable, they take a strap and wrap it around the back of the chair, the chair lift. Um, just in case something was to go wrong, you're not going to fall off the chairlift. They don't take that off until right right before you unload the chairlift. Um, And then when you do unload the chairlift, the instructor is right there with you um, down the ramp and until you guys have stopped. So um, there's a lot of 
physical assist involved in teaching somebody to sit down ski up until the point that they're ready to do the things independently. Um, but like I said, we're, we're not going to put you on the chairlift until you can independently ski in a straight line and come to a stop. Yeah, awesome. So when I was there, I just rented the Grit Freedom chair on my own for a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that you offer rentals, but do you also offer like uh, group excursions and classes and stuff like that? Exactly. Yeah. And really the rental part of what we do is a very small part. Mm. Um, I would say the grit chair, it might be the only piece of equipment that we would let somebody who we don't have experience with come and rent and take without doing a lesson prior. Um, partly because like I said, it's, it, the learning curve is fairly simple. We can spend 10 minutes with you and you pretty much understand how to use it. You're working on flat ground most of the time. So like you, you can learn the basics, but with most of our other equipment, um, and our other programs, we encourage people to come do a lesson with us or come for an activity day in the summer. So in the winter you would come and you would sign up for a lesson, and um, the adaptive equipment would be provided. If you're stand-up skiing, you would rent your own stand-up skis or snowboard, and then we would um, do a private two-and-a-half-hour or five-hour lesson with you. Um, We wouldn't rent you any of our sit-down equipment until you could demonstrate that you are independent getting up from a fall as well as getting on and off the chairlift. So it takes quite a few days with us, if not a whole season before somebody might be able to rent their own equipment in the snow sports program. Um, The rest of the summer programs that I talked about, the climbing, the sailing, the archery, um, people sign up for a program day and they come and they do that activity with us. Mm. Um, We give them instruction. There's a lot of socializing. um, And so it's a, it's more of a, outdoor recreation day or few hours with Achieve Tahoe volunteers and instructors. Yeah, so cool. I mean, I know that going through physical health challenges can be extremely isolating. So this is also a great opportunity to meet other people. Yeah. And our summer um, activities in relationship to our winter program are definitely more social. Hmm. They lend themselves more to socialization. Um, It's a little bit easier to put multiple people in different kayaks at Sierra Summer Sports and everybody to go out and paddle together. Um, Same thing with hiking and archery and learning to climb. Um, In the winter, you do get some socialization because we have our building and we all meet in the same place, but the instruction is private. Um, So it's not you get that interaction with your instructor, but not necessarily with the whole group. So the two different um, seasons are have have their different ways that they function and kind of benefits to each of them. Yeah, and you're in such a cool place where there are some really great activities to do year round. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's no reason to wait all winter to get out and do something exciting outside. You can, you know, get on the ski. Yeah. yeah, And our summer sports, you know, people in general, and I would say this about Tahoe as a whole, but people in general come to us for our winter program because mm. they want to learn to ski as well as our volunteers. They come to us because they want to teach people to ski and share their love of skiing or snowboarding. Um, and as when they become involved in the summer activities, often um, they end up saying, I like this more than the snow sports program. I enjoyed this. You know, I, I, I want to do both. Um, and people say that about Tahoe. People move to Tahoe to ski and then they stay for the summer and they stay permanently because of the combination of summer and winter in Tahoe. Mm. Yeah, I've only actually ever been in the in the summer. And like I'm okay. a huge, huge fan of kayaking. And my uh, my partner's family goes every year 
to Tahoe. They've been going like her whole life. Um, and I've gotten to go the last few times and get to experience the, the summer there. And it's, it's absolutely beautiful. It's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. So what about cost? This is another thing that I know that, uh, would really be on my mind since, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people uh, with disabilities are on disability and you live in this sort of, you know, uncomfortable position where you can't go above this like income threshold because then you lose disability. So you're in, you know, this sort of like forced position where uh, depending on your ability to work and all that stuff can be so complicated and finances can be really challenging in that position. I'm in that position, you know, I'm someone who's applying to disability. I'm not able to work right now, so I don't have any income. Um, Right. Yeah. So, so how does that work? So that's the benefit of us being a nonprofit. Um, I think it's 25% of our income annually comes from program fees. The other 75% comes from fundraising. Wow. So um, we're keeping our prices at a place that is affordable to most people. Um, For example, a half day snow sports lesson with us this winter is $125. That includes your lift ticket and your private instruction. If you were to go to Palisades Tahoe and sign up for something like that, you're talking about $1,000 a day. Wow. Um, so that's the one side of it. We also offer scholarships. So anybody who's on Social Security, disability, anybody who's receiving food stamps, anybody who's um, at a certain income level, we don't ask for documentation. We just ask that you fill out our scholarship application and then we award you as many as we can. Those you know, are limited. I can't have you ski 25 times in a winter, but it can get you out on the snow um, at least four or five times to a point where maybe you would be able to go with a friend or a family member. I love that. That's fantastic. I, I love hearing that. Yeah, I mean, stuff like that is so important because even for me, like I went out one day and that's it. You know, I just went out on the trail for one day and that had such a huge impact on me. So any any singular experience that anyone can that you can provide to anyone is so important. Mm-hmm. I love that you're doing that. Um, yeah. yeah, so cool. So, how rare is a um, organization like yours? I know there's uh, Outdoors for All up here in Seattle. I haven't been yet, but I, I know that it exists. Are, are there places like yours around the country? Yeah, it's not as rare as you think. Um, we are a chapter of Move United, which used to be called Disabled Sports USA. Um, we are the founding chapter of Disabled Sports USA. Mm. So when we started the adaptive skiing back in 1967, we were the original disabled sports um, chapter. The um, governing body and their whole offices are now in D.C. And there are hundreds of Move United chapters across the country. They do a range of sports. So not everybody does the same thing. Um, Some offer team sports like basketball and tennis and things like that. Some offer very similar sports to what we offer. But if you go on Move United's website, they have a tab that is locations. And you can either search by your location so you can find out like what's in your area as far as an adaptive um, program. You can also, let's say you were like, I really want to hike. You could search by hiking and find out what organizations across the country or in a region maybe are offering that sport. Hmm. So um, ones organizations that are really similar to us in what they offer tend to be in mountain towns. So you see a lot of organizations similar to ours in um, Colorado and Utah, out east in ski towns out there. Um, Mammoth has an adaptive 
program that has winter and summer programs as well as Big Bear. Um, but the best, I think the best place to look for those organizations is on the Move United website. There are definitely other um, organizations that are not considered a chapter of Move United that have chosen not to be part of that system. Um, so you could also do a Google search just for adaptive sports in your area and potentially find some. But um, the nice thing about the Move United chapter is there's kind of some minimum requirements as far as safety and mm. training and those kinds of things that they require for their chapters. Yeah. Um, so it's a great place to start. Awesome. Is that a .org, moveunited.org? Yes, I think it's Move United. I mean, I think even if you tapped in Move United Adaptive Sports, you'd get what you want. Okay, great. Just Move United, you might get a church. <laughs> I will I'll check it out and I'll put a link in the description of the podcast yeah. notes. But, awesome. Um, so can you tell me uh, just in general about the sort of effect that you've seen this have on the people that come in to use your equipment? Yeah. Um, you know, our motto is if I can do this, I can do anything. And I think there's a cheesiness to it that makes people giggle when they first hear it. <laughs> but it's amazing how many times throughout the year you hear somebody say something about their experience that is essentially that. That is essentially... Um, I didn't realize that I could do such and such a sport. I'm now thinking maybe I should go try this other thing. Um, I've had multiple parents, you know, parents will call me and they'll say, my kid has this disability. She um, is nonverbal. She has autism. She has low tone. Her balance is not good. I want to sign her up for the sled ski. Um, and I'll say, well, does she walk? And they usually say, yeah, yeah, she walks, but she can't stand up ski. She can't do that. Mm -hmm. um, and it takes some convincing, but usually I convince them, let's give it a try. Let's have them come in. Let's have her try stand up skiing. If it turns out that you're right, we'll switch over to the sit down skiing. And that's what we will do. Um, nine times out of 10, if not more than that, they have success at the stand-up skiing. And I think it shifts the perspective of not only the participant who is so proud of themselves that they did something that they didn't think they could do, but also the family members who, you know, they thought, well, these are the limitations and we can't go above those limitations. Mm, yeah. um, and then they see their kid or their family member do something that they didn't think they could do. And it kind of shifts. Well, maybe there's other stuff out there that I've been saying, no, no, we can't do that. That maybe is possible. Yeah. That's so um, awesome. It's so, important. and that's where I think for us, the independence is such a big part of it mm -hmm. is that we are always pushing for as much independence as you are capable. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to say to you, you have to stand up ski when it's maybe not something that you're capable of, but with, we put you in a sit down ski, we're still going to be asking you to do as much of the work to learn that sport as you can do as much yeah. as your strength and um, mobility allows for. It sounds like you've sort of over the years discovered that sweet spot of, you know, mm -hmm. you don't want to push too hard because that can be dangerous or it can be alienating, but you don't right. want to not push because people are capable of more than they think very often. Right. So I, I just think what you're doing is so special and so cool uh, I know that every time I come to Tahoe, I'm going to come say hi. <laughs> Good. Yeah. You and your family should come to the one of the um, Sierra Summer Sports Days. They're actually really fun. Yeah. And in the summer, we um, 
friends and family are allowed to join. So at the same price as the person with a disability, they can bring any friends and family that they want. And those people can also do the activities. Wow, um, so cool. We're not able to do that with the winter in the same way because we operate on mountains where they have a typical ski school. Hmm. So we ask that friends and family go take lessons with the mountains ski school, but in the summer it's open. You know, if you wanted to come and try the climbing program and bring five people with you, we could totally do that. Wow. That's amazing. So cool. Is there yeah. anything that you want to share about the organization that we've missed? Um, I don't think so. Like I said, we are a nonprofit and we rely on um, a lot of donations to stay in business and mm. be able to keep our building open and our staff employed. Absolutely. Um, so if somebody does have additional funds that they want to donate, that would be great. And I would encourage any of your listeners with any type of disability um, to take a look at what we offer and come do something with us or look at what's offered in your area. Because like I said, there's should be an organization within a hundred miles of most people. Um, yeah. It's surprising how many there are across the country. If someone wants to donate or just visit your website, where do they go? Uh, it's achievetahoe.org. Awesome. And are you on social media? We are. We're on all the social medias. And I'm pretty sure just as Achieve Tahoe. Awesome. Well, Marina, this has been perfect. Thank you so much. I'm really, I really want to spread the word about your organization. Um, like I said, when I, when I visited, I was just really taken by the whole thing. Uh, I just think it's so special and I'm, you're just bringing a lot of joy to a lot of people. Having seen it firsthand, I just really appreciate everything that you're doing. And I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of Major Pain. I'm Jesse Mercury, your host and the producer of this podcast. Artwork by Egg Salad Salad. Our theme music is the song Time Machine from my sci-fi synth-pop album, available at jessemercury.bandcamp.com. Send your thoughts or questions to our email address, majorpainpodcast at gmail.com. You can also use that address to find us on PayPal. Tips are greatly appreciated. Don't forget to leave a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast platform of your choice. Find more information about this show or leave a comment on any episode at our website, majorpainpodcast.com. Major Pain is supported by listeners on Patreon. Thank you to our $2 per month supporters, our $7 per month patrons Naomi Adele Smith, Sunny Roberts, Laura Stevens, and Brooke Walters Schmidt, and our $25 per month producers Steve Cavanaugh and Chris Fowler. Learn how you can support the show while receiving special recognition and gifts at patreon.com slash majorpainpodcast.